Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 17th of January, in the year of our Lord, 2002. Space Odyssey plus one. I was drinking my tea at the same time. <laughs> well, you couldn't tell. <laughs> I was so Tom just pissed in the corner. <laughs> It's very subtle. That one guy you see in the bus, you're like, oh, don't make eye contact with us, please. <laughs> I am that one guy on the bus. The one guy comes up to you and goes, did you know that Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, is still number one in the UK box office? But Daniel Beddingfield's you got to get through this and the Stereophonics, just enough education to perform, have finally dethroned Robbie Bastard Williams. <laughs> like Chris Benoit finally ending David Flair's reign as US champion. Uh, it's like, oh. it, it's, it's that when all the wrestlers team up to eliminate the big show in a rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get hey, him hey, out. Blobby Williams had a few extra pounds back then. There's no need for that type of language. <laughs> but yes, in this instant, Robbie Bassett Williams has finally been dethroned. I could not believe that he had that long of a run with those crappy swing albums. People love the swing. He has swung. <laughs> Uh, Colin Todd is sacked after three months as Derby County manager. <laughs> so he is on his Todd. Colin Todd. Uh, mobile suit Gundam Zionic Front is the big game this week. Yeah, me neither. Um, <laughs> the foot and mouth crisis is declared over after 11 months. Yay! We can go back to putting our feet in our mouths. Yay! And in episode 3093, we all remember that one, right? Bang. Paddy and Emily try to push ahead with their holiday out of Emmerdale, despite the unwanted attention of his mother, who is still plaguing him with phone calls. Well, <laughs> but plague there is clearly not foot and mouth disease, as that is a thing of the past. As much as he tries to ignore her, guilt gets the better of Paddy, who eventually decides to pop in and see her on the way to the airport. He is furious when he finds out that she isn't home and is convinced it is just another one of her games, which is Mobile Suit Gundam's Yonic Front. <laughs> I like the idea of, the, of her trying to stop them from going on holiday, and eventually they get to the airport, and it's like the Truman Show, where it's like, oh, sorry, the airport's shut. Uh, so they'll try and, like, row out, and they hit the, they hit the skyline. <laughs> Turns out that Emmerdale is the Truman Show. <laughs> they hit the wall. They hit it's the, the wall, brother. It's the <laughs> wall. It's the wall, brother. I can tell from here. Plane just hits it gently, and it comes crashing down. And it hurts inside. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> President Bush chokes on a pretzel and faints briefly, like I did when I bumped into someone who listens to this podcast at Wembley and said, hey, uh, so where's this dick sucking you promised? <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, no, did that happen? 
good. <laughs> and I could not remember the context of how that came up, but I remember us saying it quite a bit. I love the fact that you forgot. So a stranger came up to you and went, oh, mate, suck me dick. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, where's the duck sit going? You promised. I like, you promised. I like how it's now. You promised. You wouldn't lie on a podcast. That's illegal in 30 countries. You promised. You promised you'd suck my you pro- dick. I heard that Smackdown podcast, man. You mean the three people still listen to this shit? Still putting up with your dodgy references and jokes. Heard you say you're going to suck my dick. Right outside Wembley. I must admit, I heard the chant during the uh, during, <laughs> during the Hobbs and Miro contract signing. There was a radio <laughs> fight. Suck us off, Murphy. Suck us off. Yes, yeah, Simon Miller started doing that. That wasn't very nice. He was on camera at the time. It was giving him. It was, it was giving him a lovely warm fuzzy in his tongue. I thought you sucking ah, him off. Ah. Oh, speaking of which. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so that's all time. <laughs> oh, whatever. We're the humans who think we're in charge. It's Matthew. It's Tom. It's the Cultaholic Classic Suck Dick Review, <laughs> third episode of 2002. Tom, how are you doing, pal? I often wonder what my nanny Doris would think if she was alive listening to this. <laughs> I think she's well, that Matthew sounds nice, he could suck my dick too. It's not very friendly. Um, <laughs> open minded oh, and open mouthed. Open in that order. Um, I'm good. I saw the SpongeBob musical this week. <laughs> how was it? <laughs> that's too busy sucking people off. Oh, that's no, not, I mean, um, do you know what? It's really bloody good. It's so good. It's a bit like it's it's there's like a weird dark edge to it because it's because it's all about like the I won't spoil the plot too much, but it's about the end of Bikini Bottom that's on the horizon and and how SpongeBob, Patrick, and Sally want to save their world. But there's elements of like the pandemic discussed in there and how like the government are going, we've got a plan, don't worry, and it's little little tongue in cheek nods to that throughout, oh, but okay. with beautiful songs all the way through. They're not like characters in suits like many people thought the musical would be. They're like kind of humans in like the visual form of what SpongeBob and Patrick and, and co would be. And I prefer, I like that. Yeah, it's if, hard to emote if you've got a big foam head on you. Exactly. And the character and the guys who play people are so brilliant. There's like, you know, Spider-Man acting from the sixties. I'm looking around frantically. <laughs> Where is it? Where is everybody? Yeah. But how do they sound? Great. They sound like them as well. Oh, okay. But they're not like they're not like lampooning like like the guy who plays SpongeBob isn't lampooning Tom Kenny. Like there's obviously mm. an element to it, but they're bringing it in their own way. Okay. Uh, so like it's 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 more like the the energies of the characters rather than like pastiches of them or parodies okay. of them. Right. Getting the feel of them. Yeah. And I and and, and I and I loved every minute of it. I thought it was fantastic. Are the songs original or all original songs? Oh, all original okay. songs, except at the end where they sing. Um, they, sing the, they sing the Spongebob Squarepants theme right at the very end. Oh! It was in the point of They do that. And there's, um, there's like, there's, otherwise they're all original songs. And it's a really good show. I can't, if it's in your town, I can recommend you go and see it. I might do that. Because my mate went and saw the, it's been advertised as well around the area, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory musical. And he didn't think much of it. I'm like, all right. Oh, really? But then I've seen Spongebob and I'm like, well, I am a man of culture. You are a man of culture. Mm. Go see Spongebob. Go see Spongebob how's, the musical. How's your week been? Grand. Me and Sam had a lovely walk, just appreciating the sun and all the wonders and splendour of uh, Newcastle upon Tyne, which, of course, I pronounce T-I-M-E, according to people listening to this. <laughs> you do sometimes, but that's uh, fun. Speaking of people listening to this with their ears, this is an audio only. Yeah, we had a slight technical issue before we started, so you're only getting the audio version 
of the podcast this week. So apologies to our friends on Patreon. Thank you for your continued support. Normal business will resume next week. Thank uh, you. We- did ask our technician Bulldog and he looked at the cables and uh, what did he say, Tom? I think he just ate them. <laughs> That's right, he said it's fucked. <laughs> oh, fucked. I tell, the I'm amount not... of Bulldog impressions I heard in Wembley and it's really. All, and it's never like, well, I'm Bulldog and I'm really good. It's always, tonight, <laughs> I'm going to be effed. Get a burger. It's burger. <laughs> I must admit. Through a bit at Stairs Head tonight but, at Wembley. We haven't really spoke since Wembley, because we didn't do one last week. Um, we had to rain check last no, week. Yeah, I, I, it was so weird. I felt great physically and mentally after Wembley, up until I did the podcast. And I don't know if it's just that sweat box of a room room it's for a several hours. It's a sweaty room. But I was there afterwards going, <laughs> like... Like, am I going to cold? I couldn't stop sneezing. Uh, like, And it's like, oh, they've, they've given me a bath of cold, haven't they? And then I was like, halfway through the next day, I'm like, oh, I'm fine, actually. But I think my body was just like, all right, how about you chill? It was a, yeah, it was, a, it was a rare occasion where we normally record, normally record this before the podcast. So yeah. so it's a weird timey-wimey thing whereby you've heard the podcast this week. Wasn't it nice that I was on it for a change? Um, <laughs> uh, but then we record it before we record the other yeah. one. Um, so we can't really reflect on it, but you hear it in a different order. Uh, but on that occasion, I think I had something on the Thursday. I said, let's record on the Friday. And then you ended up getting sick yeah. coming off the podcast. Yeah, I think Thursday. it was just better to be safe because obviously yeah, better be safe, if I, if I get ill once, that's one episode. If you get ill, it's like that's 16 episodes of Call the Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, giving out refunds and free shirts occasion, isn't it? So I'm like, I don't want to make Tom ill. So. Well, that's very kind of you. So I haven't really seen you since... You Wembley experience. Oh, you I know you. Up. I know you probably talked about it on other formats and stuff, but but obviously you had a lovely time sucking everybody off. <laughs> I might. I could have done it, and I wouldn't have been in the exact same position with all the bleak crowds and stuff. But <laughs> no, I know a beautiful time seeing people um, just waving and just having a wonderful time. Got no phone signal, so I couldn't meet up with half the people I wanted to. Instead, met a bunch of people that I had no intention of meeting, and they were all lovely. Aww. All the fans we met, all the people just saying lovely things about the podcast and Botchamania and just existing. And I remember when you were on OSW one time. Like years ago, uh, why haven't you done anything since? <laughs> you should do it. <laughs> yeah, just nothing but wonderful people. Just meeting one of the little joys in life is the fact that you can go to a, a foreign country like London and uh, meet people with the shared interest. Uh, I met me, uh, one Polish lad, two Germans, and a Scotsman. Met up like a start, the start of a joke. joke. Yeah, it's a long one. Like Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, we all met up, and I was just like, "Isn't this nice?" The oh. Eurocontinental thing, and they were like, "Well, yeah, but you are English, so you're the baddie." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, but you're in my country, so get out. Yeah, you're the squids with nose. In situation, <laughs> and it was just fan fantastic. I'm still riding the Wembley high. Same AEW one, but you are. Hey, that's living all right. That's living all right. Ah, he died. I know he did. How sad that the guy who wrote the theme tune twelve years ain't pet mm-hmm. left us this week. What a shame. That's, that's what I said to the Polish lad. Oh. And, he went, and he went, oh no, I made a mistake here. <laughs> Living all right? What do you mean exactly? Um, I, I wasn't at Wembley. Yeah, uh, we, you were on the train. Uh, and I was on the train, so I saw you on the train. Uh, and even though I wasn't there, I, I might have booked a match. <laughs> oh, yes, right. That took a few seconds. <laughs> I may have accidentally booked, booked a segment at all, at all in. Yeah. That was a thing. That was nice. So great seeing Double J, Jeff Jarrett, the number one Carney. <laughs> Getting on the show. 
10 years time there'll be nothing but cockroaches nuclear waste and Jeff Jarrett still book himself on shows <laughs> he keeps on keeping on and all he was doing was saying how great you were Jarrett's revealed the man behind the curtain so we're like <laughs> yeah we were all memeing and posting and talking oh. about it and would you believe it it's that little, that little snowball effect and, uh, oh, who was the man who rolled the up that little snowball initially apparently was apparently it was me apparently it was me C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L ha ha I was blown away by that. I was just, I'm terrified of the power now. Alex said this to me when, when she saw what happened and then she heard Jeff Jarrett saying, that's Tom Campbell, that. Um, apparently there was a moment at the um, box park where somebody asked Jeff Jarrett. And, and oh, I, I saw this. I'm too. throwing no shade to the person I'm going to mention here because the guy I mentioned is fucking lovely. On any other day, it would, this, it would have been the right answer. On any other day, it would have been the right answer. Somebody asked Jeff Jarrett, who's your favourite YouTuber and why is it Luke Owen from WrestleTalk? <laughs> to which Jeff went, no, I like that Tom Campbell from Coldaholic. Man, like, you, can tell, you can tell that dude's a Reddit dude because Reddit <laughs> fucking loves that one joke. Oh. The one joke. That's it, isn't it? What, Matthew, why do you suck dick and why is it dick sucking? You know what I'm saying? Ah, good one. Um, That's Reddit in it. But I like clever. Jarrett went, no, I ain't, no, I ain't playing that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You're so, tricking me with your your wizard spell. No, it's Tom Campbell. <laughs> so thank you both. I'm, I'm, I'm very Amen. happy to have played a tiny part in in that magic adventure. Jesus Christ! Well done for leaving an impact. <laughs> hey. Um, either way, this is great when we read the news and it's all like anti Jeff Jarrett stuff because from the Observer. No, actually, no Jeff. Actually, no Jeff Jarrett news at all this oh. week. Before I do, actually, I do want to very quickly read something from our mailbag. Oh, Let's have a little rummage in the mailbag. I had a lovely now. This isn't really a, there's no question attached to this uh, for this week, but I wanted to give it a mention. Um, Dear Tom and Matthew, I've recently been battling severe depression and mental health issues. I've had a dry spell of wanting to do anything. And unfortunately, that included listening to the podcast. I've decided today to have a bit of me time and go for a long walk with the newest episode that you've put out, which was the Triple H Returns to Smackdown one. Three steps out of my door, and I hear Matthew declare he was quite going. He was going to suck and fuck his way through London. Oh no, that's it! And proceeded no. and proceeded to laugh stupidly at his chant of "Suck him off, Matthew! Suck him off!" Listen. <laughs> Listening to you talk bollocks about a time in wrestling when I was much happier it was giving me the boost I need. No silly story or odd questions. Just want to thank you for being there. Love you, David from Weymouth. Thank you, David. This is why my mum stopped like watching the podcast. <laughs> You're sucking all these people off. Well, people seem to like you. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah we know why. Get over here, boy. <laughs> Matthew, can eat a hot dog about chewing, Greg. <laughs> Doing the family name ah. proud. No, sincerely, it's as sincerely as we can get on the high we're currently on. Um, it means the world to me to get messages like that. We are just doing what we can. Well, we all are just trying to get through life, really. Or we're all just on the journey, aren't we? Life's one of those old Nintendo Christ. games that's designed to be hard, so you don't rent it. You have to buy it. <laughs> it and you really haven't got a strategy is. guide. So we just do what we can to get through these days. And if that means us just talking bollocks, as you eloquently put it, then I'm very happy to help you. And well done for, yeah, giving yourself me time. Well, How about yourself, pal? Well, happy to be a side quest on your life's mission of a video. Yeah, a heart, heart and muscle. Got to use it every day, all right? Take care <laughs> of yourself. What else is a muscle? What? Oh, no, damn dicks. No, damn dicks. He sucks so heavily. Uh, 
This is the beginning of the end of the Jeff Jarrett friendship with Tom. Oh, comrade, I had a listen to that podcast. Yeah. My God, they just talk about sucking dick. Yeah. I had no idea. That's who I was they big enough. They were sponsored by Bluetooth. <laughs> At least if you're going to talk about sucking dick, make some money off it. It says here in the Observer, Jeff Durer, that... Uh, Eric Bischoff sucked 83 dicks in a row. <laughs> That's why it's called 83. Oh, sorry, no, I'm just... <laughs> 83 penises. 83 penises. <laughs> Chat me up on this. Right, okay, classic at Coles. That's why it's called Easy E. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Actually, in terms of speaking of making enemies... I'm sorry. No, never be sorry. Never... Speaking of making enemies... Making enemies, oh, no. There was one moment from... Um, the Hedras. There was one message I got from Jack Atkins. Was from Jack Atkins okay. over the weekend, and it was during uh, they, he was so Jack Atkins was on the channel over the, over the WrestleMania oh, weekend. He's, He's amazing. He did a great job, and uh, there was a, a photo that he sent me, and it was of Jack the Jobber interviewing Harry Smith, and it was from his vantage point, and he went, "I think I'm about to die." <laughs> I just shouted, Jesus Christ, mate, run, run, run. Yeah. That, that, that all I've been talking... Before he asks about his dad. I won't, yeah, as I said, I won't say the, the mutual person, but some um, WrestleMania during the lockdown, that god-awful Randy Orton versus Edge match, which was like three hours long. The greatest... They, oh, yes. They, for some reason, did a spot where um, <laughs> Randy Orton decided to choke Edge with a Bowflex. And obviously, I put a video of like dun, 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 and someone said can you send me this so I could send it to Harry Smith I went oh, what <laughs> Harry Smith I mean he's like is he not going to want to kill us and he's like no 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 he loves this type of stuff it's his sense of humour I'm like well you've kind of have to really yeah I guess I <laughs> He did say he did say to Jack the Jobber that that his in his favorite wrestlers he said Chris Benoit was his favorite wrestler. Apparently it took it took Harry Smith five goes of naming his favorite wrestler before he said his dad. <laughs> and did he go like Benoit, Bret Hart, Dynamite Kid, <laughs> Keith Hart, <laughs> Helen Hart, Helen Hart? <laughs> <laughs> the more I think about the it, the crocodile that would. <laughs> The more I think about it, the more I think Harry Smith might like the classic Raw review. Yeah, you know what? This is his favourite episode. Might, he might love it. Let's, I, talk, let's rest the more dicks. Uh, hey, what's in the news, Tom? Help let's us. do some wrestling news before Matthew Gregg talks us through this week's episode of SmackDown. Although contracts were not signed at press time, says Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer. I had a bit, I got Excuse me. Oh, uh, just... <laughs> that's what you pay for. Barring an unforeseen change. That was really grim. I apologise. I'm not editing it out. I thought you were doing a dramatic pause to do the idea you were doing a Melter. No, I was just burping. Can you do a Melter impression? Uh... <laughs> oh, he's loading up. Uh... Oh, no. For this Windows 9, have you heard that audio clip? Oh. Of... <laughs> pop, 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 pop. Tom, have you heard that clip? It's, I can't remember what year, I think it was like last year. Oh, very recently. Melter's computer started going like beep, 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 like that in the background. And Alvarez is like, what? Dave, what is that noise? And Dave's like, oh, sometimes my uh, computer does that. And people like in the comments going, what? That's like a Windows XP 98 <laughs> noise. 
Windows PCs don't make that noise uh, anymore at the breaking. Uh, you know, that noise. It makes a noise, but it needs an oil change. <laughs> <laughs> error, error. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, hang on, Brian. I need to go crank the internet. I'll be back in a minute. Now, this PC still does the thing where it says it is now safe to turn off your PC. <laughs> oh, I missed that. I'm so sorry, Brian. I've got to go play Monkey Island. I've, <laughs> I've just restarted my PC in DOS. <laughs> it was, uh, of course, Terry Funk was uh, in, in 1982, which was the year of, um, oh, hang on, he booted up in Carter. <laughs> oh, you hear his Commodore 64 boot music playing? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, is that your phone? <laughs> <laughs> bring, bring. <laughs> bring, bring. Hello? Oh, sorry, Brian. I just got a phone this week. Oh, hang on. Let me. Uh, let, our special guest. Our special guest this week is. Uh, our special guest is Keith Hart. Let me just call him. I, uh, it's the one week where we need the video I, uh, version uh, so you can truly appreciate. It's a true radio show. <laughs> and this kid's this. And then I, uh, I, I sent uh, Harley Race a message. Dot, dot, dash, dash, dot. Dot dash 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 dot 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 dot. I said, Harley Race a message. Pulls out a Ouija board. Ooh, that took a dark turn. What's in the news, Tom? Um, Tom knows how to wrap up a good thing. Wrestling presenter cancelled for being a dick to Harley Race. Um, from The Observer. Although contracts were not signed at press time, barring an unforeseen change, it seems inevitable that Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall will return to the WWF over the next six or so weeks, if not oh. sooner. Oh. Brother, brother. There are several scenarios that have been talked about. But the basic idea seems to be that Hogan, Nash and Hall will head up a group of wrestlers who would be a renegade faction. <laughs> Jesus. I know, right? That'll never work. There'll be lone wrestlers who appear on both Raw and SmackDown and on both monthly pay-per-views once the changes are made. The new faction is likely to also include Triple H, who even in the earliest scenarios of last year of the split had suggested being a floater. <laughs> <laughs> he said it will be one in the, in the, in the summer of 2002 uh, who appeared on both shows the idea was strongly under consideration also joining them possibly would be X-Pac Sean Waltman who is due a return soon oh uh, yeah while there are rumours around everywhere regarding also Sean Michaels being part of this group which is beginning to sound weirdly like the click plus Hulk Hogan the word we've gotten is that while anything can happen Michael's name has never come up as serious in regards to this scenario despite the fact that we had a meeting with, Hog uh, with Michael's recently and I think they're on better terms than they were previous mm. Hogan, Nash and Hall all want the new group to be called the NWO and be portrayed as the outsiders basically doing everything this and that scenario basically doing everything that they did in WCW Vince McMahon is against using the NWO name because it would appear he is recycling someone else's idea. Vince, was, Vince has always been one to go, no, no one's ever heard of that. We're doing it our way. And this, this will go on to become, spoilers, a rare case where he leans into an old idea. I can kind of see his side because if you spent the last few years going WCW sucks and we're better than them and then like mm -hmm. a few years later please welcome the hottest thing from WCW yeah yeah people go like, hang on didn't you say this was shit <laughs> basically yeah you're going against that this has created polarizing viewpoints from nearly everyone 
thinking this will either be the greatest thing possible for a stale company or the beginning of the end. Could be both. <laughs> and the general vibe is there's a lot of top stars who think, yeah, would love to work with some of these guys. You know, there's talk of a Hogan Rock match at WrestleMania, which mm. Rock seems into. But then there's also a lot of fear for the younger talent who are in a weird sticking point where they're pushing to get younger guys over, but they're not all necessarily clicking. So mm. having suddenly the, the scene just filled with Hall, Nash, Hogan, and then Triple H and Shawn Michaels possibly, and X-Pot possibly in this big faction, it suddenly pushes those guys that were on the verge of breaking through a little bit further down. Mm. Vince McMahon is secretly meeting with, meeting with Hulk Hogan. According well, it can't to, be that bloody secret then, can it? No, I don't even know where the meeting happened, at the Marriott Marcus in New York on the day of Monday Night Raw on the 7th of January, just gone. Uh, I wouldn't trust any info as it involves this com- completely for a variety of... Fe- blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't trust any info as it involves this completely for a ver- Dave Meltzer gibberish. Yeah, so this is Tom trying to read. <laughs> it is be- yeah. So basically, Vincent Hogan had a meeting last week at a Marriott where they discussed some things about what they want to do. Before this meeting, Kevin Nash had been told point blank the company wasn't going to take Scott Hall and Kevin Nash could come in on his own. There was then another meeting that took place without Hogan, Nash and Hall, with most of the key decision makers in the company present and asked how they felt about these guys coming in. Um, It was said that everyone, with the exception of Stephanie McMahon and Triple H, spoke out against the idea. Even though Nash and Hall left nearly six years ago, memories of that low point in WWF history are still fresh. Now, even though it was supposed to be a secret meeting, word got to Kevin Nash. I wonder who told him? Mm -hmm. Gee, Willikers. He called McMahon and said, I don't want to get sabotaged in this company. Don't you go having secret meetings without me. Uh, Vince McMahon then apparently went, okay, our bad. How about we bring Scott Hall in for you? And then they agreed to have Hall in. So that's so that's uh, the haul in. You can say all you want about Hogan, Hall, and Nash, says the Wrestling Observer, having to fit into the system and be team players. None have ever been that before, and you can't teach an old dog new tricks. They may draw, but they will milk the company for all they can get. And when it comes time to give back, watch what happens. It's oh, sorry, go on. No, 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 you're all good. Oh, I thought you were getting ready to do a sound effect or something. It's. I can see why Meltzer would type like that because at the time the consensus and attitude was, ooh, these evil wrestlers, they only care about themselves and not the love of the game. Whereas Kevin Nash has proven over time, it's like, yeah, it is all about the money. It's a mm-hmm. business. It's always called a business until you treat it like a business. And so, yeah, I love Kevin Nash and respect him completely for his attitude going, okay, I went in, they paid me, that's it. If you can't afford me, don't bring me in. And it is funny... In hindsight, though, hearing him, you know, being the doomsday and, oh, no, this will be terrible and blah, blah, blah. When Hogan is about to come in, I'll be very, uh, get very, very hot, unexpectedly hot, and then hang around and do nothing but jobs. Yeah. Nothing but lose, which I don't think anyone had, could have foreseen mm. until he realized, hang on, this, I'm not getting any victories back in, solid off. But that's that's. You know, well, we will get we will get a year to, before we get to that. We will get to that point where Hogan will kind of go. Hang on, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll do. I think I've been lied to here. I thought I was going to get my rematch with Brock Lesnar when I get my win back, <laughs> and they were like, "Ha ha ha, played you." <laughs> but yeah, he did. He'd wait till we get to that point. And it's like, yeah, Hogan's lost and lost again and lost again. It's like, oh, wow. 
<laughs> it is more. It is more pinfall and submission and losses. Submission losses. And submission losses. In this one year, they did an entire like his original run in WF ten years. Was it ten years? Yeah, yeah. Just I think, 10 yeah, years. like he, t- uh, yeah, combined the win loss records tilted yeah. for Hogan in this run, which is like, oh, actually useful coming in and being a mid card dude who loses to people. That's fantastic. So, but yeah, crazy times, and it's like the week beforehand, you're like, okay, this looks like we know what we're, we're going to get with WrestleMania. We'll see on this episode, and then it's like, oh, oh, yeah, put all that to one side. You thought the Rumble gets uh, thrown to one side with the building of the oh, just you wait. The only other bit of news I've got for you today is from the WWA. <laughs> Very burpy today, I do apologize. Yes, because you're drinking 7-Up. I drank a 7-Up and I've, and I've eight burped. It appears that the WWA date for the 24th of February is in jeopardy, particularly when it comes to running a proposed show at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. At the press time, they hadn't sorted a deal with the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Oh. The MGM hasn't asked for a date from the Athletics Commission, who approved these things, and told the commission when asked that there was no booking made by the WWA. <laughs> Nobody from WWA has even contacted the commission about getting a promoter's license. They just went, it just sounds like, and I don't think it's I don't think it's this stupid, but let's pretend that it is. When WWA just went doing Grand MGM Grand Las Vegas. See you there. And then everyone went, Are you? Yeah. It sounds like Have the you Lana, booked it? No. It sounds like the <laughs> Lana Austin karaoke show that didn't happen at Wembley. <laughs> the mystery Lana Austin karaoke Allegedly, show. what I was told, I haven't confirmed this because I don't think anyone cares. Allegedly, it was advertised as Lana Austin's karaoke show, but they didn't tell the venue they were doing karaoke. And when they went up to them, they're like, no. Oh, really? Oh, dear. Maybe Lana just did just surprise karaoke. Because I know she did a bit of karaoke. It was a surprise to the venue. It was a surprise to all involved. <laughs> I was... Um, on a similar note, I won't mention the company's name, but last year I got a message from a wrestling promoter who said, Hiya, Tom. Oh, no. Really excited that you're coming on board to do commentary for us. I'm going to send you some details, and can we arrange a phone call to go through the logistics of the shows? And she went, what? <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. We've never spoke before, and I haven't agreed to do Ooh. anything for your promotion at all. And I'm and I I will pass. <laughs> and he went. Oh, I spoke to this person who said that they'd arranged it with you. I said, not had a single conversation with this person outside of something else. And then I went and spoke to them. They went. Ah, oh, do you know what it is? I penciled you in on our form, and then just forgotten that it that I'd penciled it and oh. hadn't asked you. So they just assumed that I'd already asked. <laughs> and I was like, they're like, are you sure you don't want to do it? I said, I'm absolutely positive. <laughs> but thank you though. So oh, we've got you written down on a bit of paper and everything, Tom. How can you say no to that? Well done for standing your ground. Well, I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. What, even this little bit of peer pressure? No. Oh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's one of them. No, you're good. Uh, more bad news for WWA. Their tour of South America in February has been cancelled. <laughs> A lot of confidence in this group was lost on the guys when that word got out. Uh, however, weirdly, with all of this happening, as the, as the, as the, as the, as the city is burning, <laughs> bloody Randy Savage is apparently gaining more power behind the scenes with Andrew McManus. So whether Randy has this vision of going like, hey, I'll save WWE, we'll never know because it doesn't happen. But 
one of the report, the report that says this week that Randy Savage is becoming quite what? a powerful figure in the WWE. What's this, what's this I, Claudia-style writing? <laughs> Randy Savage is currying... Fa- he never appeared for the company. <laughs> he never wrestled for them. He never did an interview. He didn't do anything. This company's amazing. We're He's doing gathering a- power and resources, Your Honour. <laughs> We're doing Randy Savage is a threat to the Senate and a threat to Rome. <laughs> the fuck is this? Et tu Brutus Beefcake. Denful Caesar. That's your wrestling news. It's short, sweet, and girthy in order. Let us go to Matthew Gregg, who will talk us through this week's episode of SmackDown. Thank you very much, Tom. Uh, we have some dark match results. Brock Lesnar defeated Randy Orton. Yeah. Gif Horn. It's pronounced Jif. Uh, defeated Eddie Craven. Ron Waterman defeated Rico Constantino. Charlie Haas defeated Michael Shane. Uh, Perry Sutton defeated Sean Stasiak. Albert defeated Funaki. And Scott DeHotty defeated The Hurricane. Good God, that's a good card. Mmm. It's all under card stuff. Not shown on TV. And this is a TV show. No satellite feed, I'm afraid. Doesn't matter, though, because we start Ooh, off... Do you know who else was there? Go on. Well, who was planning to be there. I don't know whether they made it or not. Dr. Death Steve Williams. He lives around the corner and apparently was going to pop in and see Johnny Ace. Ah. Whether or not he did or not, I don't know. The observer Fuck just Dr. Says... Death, as the story goes. <laughs> Rock and Austin start the show by staring at one another. Austin tells The Rock, here's some good news. Austin's win the Rumble. Oh, that means bad news. Because if Rock beats Jericho for the titles, that means it's Rock versus Austin at WrestleMania X8. And Austin checked. It's 2 0 Austin Rock at WrestleMania. Rock lets two Austin. Nil. Yeah. The Rock knows that, because The Rock never forgets. And The Rock thinks about it a lot. In fact, The Rock last thought about it when The Rock beat Austin at Survivor Series. The Rock says Austin Rock 3 doesn't get any bigger and better than that, so looks forward to it. Both mounted each other. Good luck. Wow, well, that's WrestleMania X8 sorted out then. No yep. need to check the news from Tom. Nope, Rock, Austin, Mania, main event, fine with that. Oh, that'd have been class, actually. <laughs> Give us another Rock Austin runabout. It's going to have a backup, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, witty, wee, witty. Whoa. Da, 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 da. We're in the Bozier City? Booyah City in LA. <laughs> uh, we are three days away from the Rumble. And yes, I looked up the SmackDown from a few weeks ago to see if the original version did have the Brian Manilow song. Uh, segment and it does. Yes, they edit out the the network. Ah, uh, the bastards. Killjoy. Also, it's Austin Triple H versus Kurt and Booker T tonight. Wait, Austin Triple H just teamed up. Well, anyway, no time to think about that, Mister Jones. It's RVD. He's taking on one of his worst opponents, William Regal. On Monday, Regal used his brass knucks to punch RVD and Edge to win a tag match. Uh, good work there by the ref to miss all of that. He should do AEW tag matches. <laughs> uh, Regal has had three nose operations, apparently. The referee frisks William for the nooks, and at this point, I'm surprised Regal doesn't keep them in his nostrils. <laughs> they sound like they're Mad-Eye Mooney's trunk. <laughs> RVD confuses Regal with his kicks, and I emphasize, sorry, I emphasize confused, yes, I did, because Willie looked very worried out there. A bit unsure of himself to begin with, with RVD doing his flippy stuff. Regal comes back with a much better-looking German suplex as Lawler compares Willie's punches to prime Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali. <laughs> the only two boxers Jerry Lawler knows. Michael <laughs> Cole says, that's dumb. Then says, Regal grew up on the tough streets of Blackpool, fighting. Well, make up your mind, Cole. Is he your pussy or the hardest <laughs> man alive? He's the hardest pussy alive. <laughs> And that's just his nose. Jerry Lawler reckons <laughs> Cole hates Willie because he's a foreigner. 
Like Wiggs holds, that goes nowhere. I think Cole's supposed to do a setup line and he didn't, so Lawler just didn't no, he say says you're anything. A, he says you're a foreigner, then Lawler says, you're from New Jersey. He says, you're a foreigner. And the reaction Michael, sounded like that. That was the reaction to it. <laughs> it, was a, it was a crap joke. You're a foreigner, Michael. What do you mean? You're from New Jersey. Well, Lawler's from old Jersey. Crowd chance for RVD, so he makes us come back with gentle kicks. This is the real test for RVD. If he cannot make Regal bleed during a period when a strong gust of wind was capable of doing that. <laughs> it's the wrestling equivalent of one of that metal thing where, yeah, you, run yeah. the, where you run the, the ring along to not make it... <laughs> Regal pretends to get a chair from the outside so the ref gets it off him. So Regal gets his brass knucks while the referee's distracted. And then RVD gets sent into the ref, which allows Regal to use the knucks with the referee clearly seeing all of this. Eh... Uh, Regal's still recovering, so this wasn't anything great. And also the finish stunk. What do you think, Tom? I like the line when Regal got the chair. And it's like, hey, he's getting the chair. And Jerry Lewis said, he's not going to put the chair down his trousers like he does the ducks. Which made a funny visual in my head yeah. of Regal. Just like, he can't use the ducks anymore. So he's trying to smuggle a steel chair in his pants. Just walk into yeah. the ring like, nothing to see here. The referee checking his tights, and he's like, what? He's like, what? Nothing what? in there. What? Just a steel chest sticking out the top. What? I'm English. We'll have this. There was a debut in this match. Go on. The debut of Rob Van Damme's new theme music. Oh, I didn't notice. I believe. I think it was this one. One I, of a Kind. Uh, one of a Kind by Breaking Point. Hey. Uh, hey. Sung by Brett Erickson. Uh, guitars, Justin Reimer, and the rest of the band were also there. Uh, Brett and Justin uh, were school friends who got reconnected when Eric went into Justin's music store to buy a PA eight years after they left school. They started weekly jam sessions, and Breaking Point was born from there. Uh, Reimer went on to work at Ardent Record Studios, he became a studio assistant and he worked with bands like Train and Three Doors Down. And it led to Breaking Point cutting a demo through them. And from this demo, uh, Jim Johnson's music team at WWF reached out to them and said, do you want to make something bespoke for one of our guys? Uh, which led to them turning around one of a kind within 48 hours for WWF to use as Rob Van Damme's theme song. You can also hear that song on their seminal album, Coming of Age. There you go. Thank you for that. You're right. I've never thought about that, and now you've told me I'm going to forget about it, and then, you can, the, and then Wikipedia it in years' time going, <laughs> weird sense of deja vu. <laughs> You're very welcome. Are they still around? Uh, no, they, they, are, they split up now. They're all doing different things. Oh, no. I know. But, but, but uh, One of a Kind remains their biggest hit. The music video features uh, the lead singer, Brett Erickson, st uh, getting his car stolen by Rob Van Damme. What a bastard. I know. So Rob Van Damme's in the video to one of a kind. It's good fun. That's nice they did that song, even though they did that. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Thank you for the Tom. Thank you. Kurt Angle asks a security guard backstage where Rock's locker room is, but Kurt has issues with the security guard calling him Kurt and not Mr. Angle or Royal Rumble winner. Kurt barges in the locker room, causing Rock to ask if he knocked. Uh, Kurt goes, oh, I get it. Who's there? <laughs> and Rock just stares at him he can't even with that so he just carries on and goes look alright Kurt close your eyes and he make he imagines say imagine this Kurt with your eyes closed Rock versus Kurt Angle at Wrestlemania Kurt grins with his eyes shut and loves this idea so Rock explains all of Kurt's finishes and he's beating up the Rock German suplex boom Angle slam boom it's a dream come true Rock says wake up it's a dream. Rock bottom and angle. And Kurt Wheeler goes, no, 
People's elbow on angle. No, no, pinfall on angle. I kick out, right? No, you don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> Rock goes to sleep in front of Kurt, and then we cut away to Billy and Chuck. <laughs> Weird little setup. Before we move on to that, though, this is really cool. I love this. This is angle, like looking like he was legit tearing up as Rock was going, no, here's how the, here's how the dream goes. It's rock bottom, people's elbow pin. No, no. Because <laughs> yeah, Angle's such a wonderful character because he's the toughest man in the locker room right now, but he has no issues looking like a dweeb. Yeah. Which is makes him such a great character. It makes him even tougher. Yeah, so he's like, only he could have done this. And like, Rock says, shut your eyes, and I'll, I'll talk you through Rock versus Kurt at WrestleMania. Okay, I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And he just and he, bite, and he bites on it and he rolls with it. It's fantastic. And he's because I shut there. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's getting excited, like, oh, it looks great. Yeah, oh, I'm doing so good. German suplex, bam. And then Rock has it to go, <laughs> Rock counters. What? No, no, I don't like this. <laughs> it's so simple and so wonderful. And again, Kurt just timing it up, going, no, 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 kick out, Kurt, kick out. <laughs> the theater of the mind. Like this episode of the podcast. I yes. Guess. Anyway, Billy and Chuck uh, are taking on Tajiri with Tori. Billy bows to Tajiri before attacking him, with Billy taking a wonderful sell of Tajiri's head kick. Uh, Billy takes a cool full Nelson sit-out slam. The uncle slam, more like uncle fucked. <laughs> it's a bit harsh, really, yeah, whatever. Just won the six-man titles at Wembley. Tajiri uh, lands a tornado DDT, you say for a close two, as does the handspring. The tarantula gets locked in. Chuck runs in to get misted, so Billy lands the famous sir with Chuck right there in the ring, just dying, right in front of the ref, whatever, one, two, three. This was a Ron Sill, does exactly what it says in the tin match. Billy and Chuck getting a cheap win while the jury got to get all his cool spots in. Yeah, I, I enjoyed I think this was the first time we've seen Billy and Chuck on SmackDown as a two. Oh, obviously, we've seen them in backstage segments. First time wrestling. Is first a, time wrestling. Yes. And it was a bit ambiguous at first, ironically. Um, yeah. Because they came out to uh, I got it all and all like posing to the cat to the to the crowd and stuff like that. But then when the match finished, they both beat up Tajiri. I was like, oh, so you're baddies, mm. right? But I, I think they're not quite the they're not quite ready yet. They're not quite cooked yet. Once we get we're Rico in, once we get yes. the music, then we're there. Yeah, like anything else in wrestling, it needed to be more gay. Yeah, and Vince took great joy. <laughs> In making them more gay and making Billy Gunn and Chuck Palumbo lose their surnames. Because Vince has this weird thing about people having one name. Yeah. Billy! Chuck! So they got married. They were, it's all right. There's not the issue of who gets <laughs> surnames. Yeah. We don't have one. Mr. and Mrs. Blank. Yeah. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Coachman wants to... Coachman? Jesus, Coachman! Coachman. <laughs> the greatest <Go>. superhero! <laughs> oh, no! These 27 kids need to get to yeah. the aquarium! <laughs> How can we get them there in one easy go? Stand aside! Coachman! <laughs> he just kills Who's... them. And he kills them all. <laughs> I'm a baddie! <laughs> How does he kill them? Does he talk to them? And yeah. knife. Thank you for clarifying the law. Look, there in the backstage area. Is it Lillian Garcia? Is it James Dudley? No, it's Coachman. Coachman! 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 (laughs) Wants to interview Triple H, but he's not here. Thrilling. Just thinking of Jonathan Coachman running through the streets like Pepsi Man, (laughs) collecting little microphones. I have to interview you and be boring. Oh, Triple H is in the lock, ah, the Rock's locker room for the first chat since forever. Triple H says it's going to be a big match this Sunday. Rock says Triple H knows him better than anyone. And Jericho still the uwu champion. Triple H says, yeah, until WrestleMania. Spoilers. <laughs> but, uh, not bad, but not great. Yeah, very whispery and sexy. Mm. But it's, it's funny because it, rem- it put me in mind of when... Um, Triple H and Rock did that thing only a couple of years ago in the grand scheme of yeah. things where they went, hey, what if we have a match at WrestleMania? And the crowd went, no. <laughs> they liked the idea of they, them looking at each other. But it was like, yeah, I, I don't want to. Like, nah. Triple H wants to see that more than anybody else. So. I think a lot of things like that Triple H just wants to see. Yeah. I think that's the vibe. Uh, Trish is backstage with a cowboy hat and coat. A weird bit here is Lillian messes up and refers to Jackie instead of Jazz. You're, of course, referring to Jazz. And they left it in... This is it's a hard to cut around that. taped segment on a pre-taped show. That's true. Uh, anyway, Tr- Trish is defending her title against Jazz at the Rumble. So Trish bum rushes her before she gets a word in and gets yelled at. See you at the Rumble, tramp. She yells. <laughs> you know, given their flowers is an expression thrown around a lot. Uh, Jazz is someone who definitely should have been given hers for this run alone, if nothing else. She brought such a lovely angry energy. Mm. And uh, hey, I can actually wrestle. Yes. Hey, thank that's God. A, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy, Tiger. It's from the future. <laughs> uh, DDP is here with the camera perfectly looking up at his Titantron video. So he has a hilariously stretched face like all those Oppenheimer memes. <laughs> and DDP's stretched face is against the big boss man. Boss man. And you He's can, not big anymore. Uh, big boss man. That's Coachman's brother. <laughs> and you can hear the groan from the crowd when his music kicks in. <laughs> Weird heel versus heel match for SmackDown, or is DDP supposed to be a face? I think DDP's a face. Yeah. Uh, Lola, starts, nah, Lola talks about literally anything other than this match, and for once, I don't blame him. The only thing worse than boss man on defense is boss man on offense. <laughs> DDP lands the spinning clothesline twice. Boss man sucks. Oh, sorry, as I typed out, the crowd chanted. How about that? Then DDP lands a funky diamond cutter reversal out of a scoop slam. Boss man landing on his knees, Kane style. <laughs> oh shit, DDP is actually supposed to be face. 
He's going to the Rumble. And also, because he beat Bossman, he's also reinstated in the WWF. Who cares? Uh, the crowd seemed into it, but it might have been pipes. They were happy it was over. Yeah, it's happy that it was done. I was I went back on the cage match to see whether they've crossed paths before, and I don't believe they have. Because I just thought cause they were in the in the WCW together. So sorry, I said oh, yeah. it to Bret Hart there. They're in the WCW for a bit. Let the inner Bret flow through you. Oh, <laughs> uh, fucking Goldberg. Um, they were in they were in WCW for a for a little while. Yeah. Uh, so I thought they might have had a one on one match. No, this is their first ever one on one match. Oh wow! You lucky devils! Wow, the history. Gosh, where were you? You when think you saw you're boss special? Man yeah, they don't call him Big Boss Man because he's not anymore. He's not even a boss. He's not even a ba- man. Barely a man. He should be announced as some guy. <laughs> some bloke. The, the man who has come to read the meter versus DDP. <laughs> it's the gas man. <laughs> Gas man, there you go, big gas man. <laughs> the big gas man. <laughs> I'm here to read your meter. Your meter looks like it's about to run out. <laughs> Have you big words there from big gas man. <laughs> I'm coming around to fit a smart meter up your ass. <laughs> Not as good words from big gas man, but we'll allow it. <laughs> I like, I would love if the announcement... Not, not a great promo, but we'll let it slide. Look, his heart's in the right place, all right? <laughs> He's you... made to the boss. Uh, just, just go buy a T-shirt, all I right? really would love He's to... not going long. I just, I'd really He's physically love... capable of going up. Honest backstage announcers. All right, that was shit, but you know what? It's late. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> you're not worried about that The Rumble's anyway. this Sunday. Shut up. Yeah. Don't act like you're not buying it. The Undertaker goes to see The Rock. Uh, the Rock, who's getting more visitors than Xbox.com right now. <laughs> Undertaker says he's in the Rumble, so watch out. Beatles about. It. That was it. These are getting duller. They peaked with Kurt Rock. Why did they not end uh, end with that? I think, I think the idea is that this is all done to build into what Jericho does later because all these people are going to The Rock going, hey, Rock, when you win on Sunday, I'm facing you at Mania. And it's all just to, just to anger Jericho because mm. everyone's just going like, fuck, why, haven't, why are you pretending I've already lost? Like, so I, I, yeah, okay. that's, so I you know think what? that's, that's yeah. all to play into because everybody is overlooking Jericho and this is the impression. And do you know what? I get why because he's been booked like shit. So they, they, they're really getting over the fact that Nobody thinks Jericho's getting past the rock. So Austin's going, hey, when I win the Rumble, see you at Mania. Triple H's going to see you at Mania. Angle going to see you at Mania. Undertaker going, huh. Uh, Undertaker not been resting for a while. Ross reports, he's injured. He's injured. Yeah, Ross reports said he's still got joint problems and lower back problems, and his, the Rumble will be his return. He, he, he's dead. He's, de- <laughs> he's a ghost. You know what he needs? Clearasil, <laughs> which sponsors last SmackDown's tag match with Jericho and Tess taking on Rock RVD. Clearasil, great on toast. Nom, nom, uh, nom, nom, nom. The Rock is so annoyed at Undertaker being duller than Ditchwater that he demands he head to the ring right now. Uh, apparently, there's not one winner at the Rumble this year. Apparently, according to The Rock, there's going to be 30 winners this year. Triple H is going to win it. Oh. Undertaker's going to win it. Booker's going to win it. Apparently, even Goldust is winning this year. Hell, even the cameraman just whispered to The Rock, he's winning the Rumble too. Rock demands the cameraman. Give him his camera as he as the Rock films the crowd. Unclip yourself, jabroni, so the Rock can film you. <laughs> At least he's in focus, says Michael Cole. Clearly a Rev Pro fan. <laughs> the Rock makes the cameraman wave to his family and his boyfriend Mike. 
oh, that's nice, The Rock, that cools down with that note. Yeah. Friend of the gays. I love that, and I'm sure yeah. that wasn't an insult. No. The camera was like, oh, Jesus, I didn't know you knew about that. Ah, oh, hi, Mike. Oh, thank, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> the Rock films the crowd and a small kid causing The Rock to say, hey, even this small child in the front row says he's winning the Rumble. Rock continues panning with the camera. This hot chick, she's winning the Rumble. <laughs> the entire crowd section here is winning the Rumble. Take the camera back, Jabroni. Wait, The Rock didn't film this side, so Rock takes it back from the cameraman. <laughs> crowd is loving every bit of this segment, by the way. All right, all right, take it back. I filmed everything. No, 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 hang on, give it back. The Rock forgot to shoot the upper deck. <laughs> so The Rock points to that, and everyone, every time he points to the crowd, the crowd just lights up like, mm. The Rock says, look, it doesn't matter who wins. The Rock will face Mr. Perfect or Perry Saturn or Punky Brewster and Ice Cold Sandwich. There's nothing that... Oh, and here comes Jericho, who's still the Uwu champion, as Tom just beautifully pointed out. That mm-hmm. Jericho is furious going, Rock, I've heard you mentioning all of these wrestlers. Even, even Perry Saturn could shout out. You ever mention me as if I'm a fluke champion or a transitional champion? Jericho points out that Jericho beat The Rock at Vengeance. Jericho continues to rant and squeal, sounding like the guitars in the Manic Street Preacher's fastest song. <laughs> what was... The, why? That's not even... Oh, whatever, Matthew. Um, Rock says... <laughs> Rock says, I'm better than you, and everyone knows it, jabroni. So, if you smell... It just does it in front of them. Jericho goes, no, 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 to interrupt. You better, you will not look past me, you stupid son of a bitch. Fucking great. And then Rock just does this beautiful thing where everyone knows, like, just his body language and his face and his mannerisms, without even saying anything. I think maybe the commentators actually say something, but you know what I mean. Anyway, oh, Jericho just interrupted The Rock. I, oh, no, you do not cut off The Rock. You've done Rock, it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rock moves his shades slowly. And The Rock slowly leaves the ring to walk slowly towards Jericho as the crowd gets louder in volume because it's just like, oh, here we go. What's that Willy Wonka line? The tension's pal- palpable. I hope it lasts. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Uh, the Rock gets steps away from Jericho, who isn't moving. Rock walks up to Jericho's face and The Rock tells Jericho, Rock doesn't think you're a joke. The Rock's not laughing or smiling. The Rock's taking Jericho very seriously. And Jericho walks around him, just alpha No, Rock walks around him. That's what I mean. Yeah, Rock walks yeah. around Jericho, sorry. Uh, just alphaing all over him. While Jericho stands there like the biggest bitch from <laughs> Bitchford. <laughs> like a frightened gazelle. He can't even move. And Rock's just circling him. Like a plane looking at, I don't know, a cow. <laughs> what? A plane. I meant like, to say helicopter. I said like plane. A, <laughs> what? I, like, I like how. No. The, I oh like God. A plane. Like a plane looking at a cow. No, not that. I mean a helicopter. <laughs> a helicopter circling. I don't know what. what Another would, plane. What would be easy for a helicopter to shoot? I don't know a cow. <laughs> a plane. Or a plane be shooting a helicopter. Whatever. You know what? <laughs> I was doing so well talking about what a great segment is and I completely blew it. You like great, like Jericho during this entire run, in fact. 10 out of 10 rock segment, 0 out of 10 Jericho bit because he's a bitch. Man, this is fantastic to watch. If I, you're the rock. Yeah, if you're the rock. Now, I thought that... I think this is some of my favourite Jericho stuff as of late, right? Because they've leaned into the fact that everybody is looking past him. They hadn't really done that 
until now. Jericho was just carrying on like he was just the world champion, completely oblivious to the fact that every other fucker was main eventing except him. Whereas now it's like he's gone, I'm being treated like shit here. Fucking not having it anymore. But he is also still a little bitch. So he's doing the best he can as a little bitch to stand up for himself. And I think cutting off the rocks catchphrase was, I thought that was a great move by Jericho. I really liked that. And then Rock sort of circling him, like you say, like proper alpha energy from The Rock. But then The Rock also has this really good way of... He, he doesn't do it with everybody. He does it with the majority of people. He didn't do it with Booker T over the summer, and that always really annoyed me. Like, he, he still has a way of making... Of, of sort of running people down, but also building them a bit and kind of going, you know... Because otherwise, you know, if, if, you, if, you, if you say your opponent's shit, then who have you beaten? So, like, the fact that, the fact that Rock went to the point and say... I'm not looking past you. Like, I know what you're capable of, but I'm still winning. <laughs> like, there was at least an effort there to, to put Jericho on the level. Yeah, but he said that whilst circling him, like a guy in prison going, I'm going to fuck you. Yeah. I'm going to fuck you, that. and there's nothing you can do about it. Do you it. think Jericho should have just poof, elbowed him? Should, him elbowing him or finger poking him, running away, would him be better than... Mm. Posing and looking like he just shit himself. Yeah. Needs to be said, Rock's just looking like the rock, cool as hell. And Jericho has that <laughs> face mm. on him. Like imagine Paul Bearer's like default. I think he was trying to Jericho. do angry, but it came across as I've shat my pants. I've seen this screen cap. This has been a reaction image for you. Well, it was on the Woo board, RIP Woo, on uh, 420 channels. It's just like that. Like Jericho, yeah. look, go like that. And then Rock just staring. It's like Predicos to do. Um, they just tell us Undertaker meme that like you see everywhere. Like that type of thing. That was right. what it was used for. So, yeah. So it's been part of law for a while. Like meme law for a while. That scene. I've not <laughs> seen it before. We used to make fun of Jericho being a bitch for a while. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is the segment. I've never seen it before. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Now you have. I'm like, wow, Rock's so cool. And then Jericho was there. So. Jericho was also there. Yep. Never mind that, says The Rock. Here's... No, Cole says that. Have I said Rock? Instead of Michael Cole. Ooh. <laughs> this is clearly when the cold was kicking him. Never mind that. The, Michael Cole said, the cold says, here's Thunderbuns. Yes, he said that. It's Thunderbuns. Michael, yes. Michael Cole gets his weight difference. Oh, his weight different. Oh, Chimmel says he's this weight. And then Cole says, that's not his weight. His weight's this. And so Lola chimes in and says, yeah, Chimmel just read his ass weight. <laughs> That was a good recovery from Lawler, though. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, there we go. That's good. I, I wish I wish this had been one where you would have had a network win. Because oh. Cole and Lawler, after that bit with Chimmel, fucking dickheads. The fucking... We are getting more satellite feeds in, by the way. So A woman's uh, champion. It's women's. Hey, uh, <laughs> the hey, uh. is a woman's <laughs> uh, championship. Yeah, do it again and take out 12, <laughs> about 12 or less of those uhs. <laughs> They uh, <laughs> Michael Cole uh, then blogs Subway, <laughs> Xbox, and Stacker 2. Yes, folks, they are still doing fast food and diet pills together. Take them both. Become Aurora Boris, <laughs> the ever devouring snake. Yeah. That's what happens when you take diet pills in a subway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am infinite weight. I am a human centipede. <laughs> Christian and Lance are in it, a.k.a. the team of Christian and Jew, and it's an over-the-top elimination match, won very quickly by Rikishi. 
But wait, his big fat show, <laughs> King of the Battle Royals, that he never wins. Big Show picks up Kishi and casually walks in the outside and dumps him. And I put, wow, that was really cool. Then the APA show up to a big-ass pop, uh, and they appear and they dunk out Big Show quickly. So Bradshaw tries to throw up Farouk, but it doesn't work. Bradshaw apologizes, so Ron sends him in the apron. They both give it their, hey, it's the rumble, hey, it's okay. <laughs> to establish their every man for himself aspect. Then Kane appears. Yay! The APA double demon, but Kane canes everywhere. <laughs> and he is the last man standing in a cool little segment to introduce the idea of the rumble that they do this every single year, just so people know, look, it's the rumble. I know long-time fans and cynical people go, oh, here we go to explain the rules of the people, blah, blah, blah. It's always someone's first episode of TV. Yeah. And no issues with this. People were, it was quick. It was harmless. Nothing wrong here. No, I, 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 it was a fun bit. I didn't mind just kind of doing the rumble. I like the, I, I'm biased because I love the rumble build. I always love, a, the Royal Rumble's my favourite. WrestleMania's always great. But I love a Royal Rumble. If they ever did a Royal Rumble in the UK, I think I'd explode. If they did a Royal Rumble... You're Cat- coming to the World Rumble! Is that what they throw everyone out of the tomorrow? And if it's like Rumble Rumble 2000, it would be a proper taxi cab, so you could do yeah. your little vine just, again. I will sit in oh, the I'll taxi cab. I call it a vine, cab. a TikTok. Oh, you called it a vine! You called it a song of vine. Um, you know, when you're on your plane attacking cows. <laughs> you're having a great day, mate. Flying your plane, you're on the Rumble! Oh, I about you in the Rumble, are you? Hang on, I was going to shoot Taxi driver sat in that taxi going, the who's this one then? <laughs> who's that one? Who's he? Who's that one? Where's Hulk Hogan coming out? Yeah. Where's Yokozuma coming out? Hang on, this is Blue 347 to ATC at Stamford Airport. <laughs> You're coming over, over. Where's Hogan? <laughs> Where's Hulk Hogan? I'm trying to spot this cow and loop around it like I'm being very alpha. Spot this cow. Thank you, Tony, for saving this horrible analogy. <laughs> Anyway, stop being ridiculous. Let's no. get the serious wrestling. Ah. Stacker two with the Sopranos and Taz being kayfabe in. The Sopranos sponsor Spike Dudley beating Bubba again on Raw. It turns out Stacey Keebler is back with the Dudleys. So, oh, oh, okay. She so what was that about? That one week. So it turns I, out I was talking bollocks last week. I guess she just must wanted a holiday. Yeah, I guess. And they were like, oh, yeah, she's, they, they've distanced herself. Sorry, they've distanced themselves from her. And then she showed up again. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. Uh, hey, we only need one week away. We only need a week off. Uh, yeah. Michael Cole then says, here's some disturbing footage. It's LSD and Taz showing it's up. Cole just dancing naked. It's a woman's. LSD and it's Taz. Cole doing the helicopter. Or the plane, as Matthew calls it. <laughs> Look, leave Budgie alone, all right? I don't know. I could mind that, too. LSD and Taz show up in the parking lot. And uh, they're in a proper car. It's not that like red and yellow imagine, one. <laughs> imagine they got to their car. It was a fucking smoky toy car. <laughs> that would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. Got Parker from Thunderbirds. At <laughs> fucking who's your chauffeur? Stuart Little. 
LSD, the tag team champions and their very serious wrestlers show up in the parking lot and get ambushed by the duds. Taz gets thrown into a grill of an 18-wheeler and then shoved into their own trunk before they deliver a 3D on the goddamn concrete. Oh, horrible. And it looks sweet as well. What a cool little beatdown this was. I do not remember this at all. I don't remember it either. It was great, though. I thought I... I want to get the jokes out of the way to begin with. It's like, yeah, but no, this is a really cool brawl. Yeah, all jokes. The 3D on the concrete, like, the amount of fights I've seen ended with the 3D on the concrete. (laughs) I enjoyed it. It was was good. They Like, locking Taz in the boot means they can then 3D spike. I thought that was fun. Yeah. (laughs) Then they got in their little car and drove away. Yeah. (laughs) Kurt Angle talks to Booker, and they both sound like a SmackDown cutscene. I mean the video game, not the show, obviously. Kurt says it's going to be sweet and sour like an ice cream shower. Oh, I love that line. Booker T didn't. They're <laughs> friends until they both vowed to win the Rumble. No, I'm winning the Rumble. No, I am, etc. Then the little kid from the front row says, no, I am. And then the hot chick says, no, I am. And the whole back row goes, no, we are. <laughs> and then God says, get on with it. <laughs> Here's the sinister surge, the edge. <laughs> Versus Test, who has a new version of his theme. Or am I slow poking? Has this been around for a while? No, it's, it is, it is a, it's, a, it's a slightly more rocky version. Thank you. Cole brings up that Test still has immunity. I wonder how long that lasted. Yeah. I'm surprised it went on. So we're two months into it, they still remember it. So we need, nice. to, okay, we need to keep a track of how long they mentioned the yep. immunity for. Because by the time we get to Survivor Series this year... They don't mention it at yeah, all. It's a brand split. It's like, well, okay, if you fire him from Raw, just go to SmackDown. It's, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, they could have just done that. I think. I wish they'd. I wish they'd paid it off in some way. Mm. I really wish they had. But they don't. <laughs> Satsunis the president. Yeah, but I can't be fired from my job. He's <laughs> like, damn it, he's got us there. <laughs> he's in prison and they're still paying him. <laughs> they no better yet. They come together and go, "Come test. You're even up. You're getting sacked." Oh no, I'm not. And he jumps. And he jumps into the N64. <laughs> And the Xbox, he, the he, Xbox. Sorry, he jumps into the, the Xbox. Vine. And he lives and he lives at his days living in the world of Xbox games. Well, <laughs> hopefully he has fun with such games as Bloodwake. Bloodwake, <laughs> the naval combat video game released this week for the Xbox. Set in an Asian-themed fictional world. Asia. Bloodwake is a story-driven, mission-based, high-seas action game in which the player controls a series of small fighting vessels, which presumably Spike Dudley and Taz live in. <laughs> Initially hailed as the Halo Killer by, are you ready, Boat Magazine. <laughs> no! Swear no, to God. Not Boat Magazine! Bloodwake never achieved the popularity of its big brother. Boat Magazine. Boat Magazine. I literally couldn't find it. I searched for Boat Magazine. Found it. <laughs> Did you? Oh, what? Damn it. Boat that's magazine. longer than three seconds. Oh, that's boat into, oh, maybe that's Boat International. Maybe. Oh, you silly Billy. Boat owner? That's the Judean people's front of boat. Boat magazine. What is boat? Boat magazine. Boat magazine. Video game reviews. No, they... In today's issue, can... I've... <laughs> I can, can't find a blood weight review. Can parade, can parade Magazine go fuck itself? But, I, I, know, but yeah. I found myself onto Boating Mag, and the top oh, story no. is the dangers of distracted boating. <laughs> Don't look at your phone while steering your boat. I you mean, can. they're not wrong. <laughs> They've taken out the 2023 Sea Pro 259. No. Yeah, great mix of fish, fishability. 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 It's fishability. And comfortable amenities. Immunity. 
You know who else is immune? <laughs> Test. Age Frankenstein is... The helm is nicely appointed. But lands into Uncle Slam. More uncle jokes. Oh, we did those already. Lola says Test is... Did someone is- say dad? No, Christian, we said uncle. Lola says Test is immune. Like dad. He got the immunity antivirus. I, Lola, in the same way young women are immune to you. <laughs> I wish they were. Oh, Jesus. Both men trade cool moves and land outside with a big, long-haired Canadian splat. But here's Willie to batter Edge, but gets taken out himself, and then both lads take chair shots from Edge, who was not happy. The ref ends the match via DQ because of it, so Edge responds by chair-shotting the ref, and the crowd love that. Yeah, get fucked, ref. But Edge isn't immune. He's going to ha- get a dose of that punishment. Or alternatively, nothing will happen. <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd make a point there. No one cares. So, was, yeah, stop talking, Matthew. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is a hot little bit here with Edge showing some Edge. I liked Edge twatting everybody with a chair, and mm. it gave him a little... Like, they're, they're trying to ramp up Edge as a more serious, aggressive uh, uh, proposition here because uh, they obviously see him as a future main event star. And boy, howdy, were they right? Yes. It would take a while to get there, but I will. It'll take a while. After a Rumble hype video... Stephanie McMahon tells Triple H that Debs is barred from ringside because she's of no help to Austin. Wow, that's a shoot. Uh, Triple H says his wife, with three H's, is also not coming to ringside because it's his first match in eight months. It's about him and not her. No distractions. Also, he's a face, uh, so I guess they don't want people <laughs> booing Steph and like booing Triple H maybe, so that makes sense. Sadly, this means the slam of the week, which comes afterwards, is somehow... Debs and Steph scrapping backstage. Yeah. This was sponsored by Xbox. It happened. You know it did. (laughs) What, the Xbox launch? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Austin and Denim versus Booker and Angle. Triple H gets a nice pop, but it's maybe quieter than Austin's. I'd say so. Austin battles the Fuckle Brothers to build up the Triple H tag and pop. Crowd are happy Triple H is back, but it's like everyone's remembering all the bad things he's done the longer he's out there. Kurt's able to distract Triple H for two seconds so he can get heat on. Oh no, instead, Triple H also batters Angle and reluctantly tags in Austin. Kurt and Booker double-team Austin for another two seconds of heat, with Kurt again having to distract Austin for Booker to get a big kick to allow Austin to sell for a bit. Booker gets a spinner Rooney! Axe kick connects and Triple H interferes to break up the count. Double down because the crowd... Uh, it's good, sorry, Double Down causes the crowd, there we go, to really get behind Triple H tagging in. So he comes in and demolishes Angle and Booker to delight and glee. <laughs> Triple H and Austin nearly swing for one another, but they stop to take out Booker with the pedigree countered with an Angle German from behind. It's a lovely counter, that. <sighs> so, but they instantly ignore it, so Austin can stun a Booker so Triple H can pedigree him. Big-ass pop for that, but what's going to happen at the Rumble? <laughs> A decent match designed all around Triple H killing everyone. Sadly, Triple H would hear this reaction and think, I should do this every week (laughs) for years. Oh, and then, like last week, Undertaker arrives to stare down everyone like Dennis the Menace, in brackets, (laughs) USA. Oh, remember when we did that? (laughs) I remember that. That was a good bit. That was a great Uh, bit. That was good to that again. Yeah, tag match, main event designed to have Triple H show up and go, hey, it's me, uh... And just designed around destroying both Booker and Angle, who at this point can take losses while still looking strong. Now, the original plan, according to the Observer, was going to be 
to have Triple H return at the Rumble. Mm. Like his first match back be at the Rumble. And the fact that they've just put him on free telly the few days before, according to Dave Meltzer, is mind-boggling. And I kind of get it. Like, this is a very throwaway tag match. I feel like Triple H's return match should have been the Rumble. I didn't see what... Unless you're looking to pop a rating, but surely the go-home for the Rumble will do that regardless. I was all right with it because he hasn't been seen for a while. I think he just wanted to prove himself he could, you know... I think he, I also turned think, him last week in Pedigree Big Show. Yeah, but having Triple H come out with Austin and say, like, all right, how are the crowd going to react to him? I think he, they were a bit like, mm. it is... Yeah, hey, he's back. But he is a dick. Mm. It was a massive, massive heel last time we saw him. True. So what happened? Yeah, I think worst case scenario, Triple H returns to the Rumble and he gets booed. So I think this was established like Triple H good. Right. So Triple really... H good guy. You like, they made it feel like, no, no, my wife's not going to be at ringside. Like, I'm a good guy. And I think they, they did need to right. do it. That's fair. I think it was rolling the dice at the, you know, at the Rumble, especially with Austin Rock. No, sorry, not Rock. Um, well, uh, Mr. Perfect, whatever, was in the Rumble. There was danger <laughs> of getting, you know, yeah. cheered over him. So I think, yeah, just a nice, nice thing to remind people. Yes, Triple H is a good guy. So he looked fucking massive. Yes, he did. <laughs> he looked cumbersome as he yep. moved around. It looked difficult to walk. Yeah, Triple H would deal with his knees having too much mass on them by gaining more mass. That makes sense, doesn't it? What a catch 22. Like, I need to put less pressure on my knees, but also I need to be the biggest guy in the fucking company. So I'm just going to go with the latter. And then, you know, because they, they'll boo me if I'm small, but he looks too big. Like, he does find a happy medium, but this is like bulked out Triple H. Yeah. Like, it's almost like a coat hangers up his ass. Just like, too big. When we get to 03 and the definition drops and he gets his hair long and he just looked like Greg Valentine. He had a bit of a Greg for Valentine. A year. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. And a little bit of a tummy. We won't have to worry about it because he's on Raw. Ah, get fucked, Greg Dammer Valentine. I think we'll see him maybe in 05 or 06 when he moves over to SmackDown. Greg the Hammer did return in Triple H uh, in 05 to take on Rob Conway one time. He did, didn't he? Oh. About that. Uh, what was something you remembered from this week's <laughs> SmackDown, Tom? I remember Jericho cutting off The Rock. This is not a joke. I'm not a joke. I'm serious. Yeah. That, and I remember it was like Jericho's utter frustration with being booked like shit, kind of spilling out a little bit there. Uh, and then, but then I, I didn't see the bit The Rock did as him being emasculated in the same way that you did, but I can totally see why that's the perception. But that's a bit I remember all, all the same. How about you? I remember the Kurt Rock bit. And as a kid, I was like, that's stupid. Coach just opened his eyes and hit him. <laughs> we were all a dumb bit. fucking mark. <laughs> like the conversations I'd have with my brothers, where Jim would go, "Why doesn't Austin just get a gun and shoot Vince?" <laughs> like, good shout. He did. He did on Raw. Oh yeah, he did. He did. He went bang. Just shoot him. Just get a gun and shoot him. Uh, hey, he did it so much. Oh, there's something you forgot about this. I forgot the Triple H main evented the SmackDown for the Rumble. Yeah. I, I in my head, I thought he came back at the. He, he popped his head around the door. On Roman, hey, I'm the game, and I'm fucking massive. Only me. But then, uh, but then I thought his actual return, ring return, was the Rumble. Hmm. 
But no, he had a SmackDown. He had a he had a very average SmackDown main event against Angle and Booker T for the reasons that you suggested there, which is probably a good shout. And it was just to make sure that the crowd are on side and also to foreshadow the bit that we get in the Rumble, which we'll talk about next week. Yay! Uh, what did you forget? The beatdown in the parking lot. Oh, the the three D on yeah. the concrete. Yeah. On the Jesus rack. Christ! It's <laughs> amazing. That it was a good. That was a good. God. Good fun from them too. They're, they're, they'll have a match next week. They certainly will. For the titles. And we will do retro reactions to the Royal Rumble next week. I'm looking forward to it? that. Retro reactions. I feel like it's. I feel like there's a nice... Uh, it's a decision I've made. It's not oh, been, oh, good, good. It's not, by, it's not been by committee. I've just decided to, to put my Damn mark. it, Randy Savage got in your ear about <laughs> that, didn't he? <laughs> Call them Slim Jim Presents Watchalongs. <laughs> I just, I just His felt... stick, my lord. I told, I told you to take Kendall's stick. <laughs> you have a woman's thinking, thinking, my lord. Uh, yeah, we'll do Royal Rumble 02 next week. I have fond memories of Rumble 02. I'm intrigued if they live up to the hype. Likewise, I don't like thinking about the fact that this is officially the start of the Sky Box Office 15 quid for a pay-per-view. How dare you make us pay for the pay-per-views, you bastards. Yeah, how dare you make us pay for pay-per-view. <laughs> this all could have been avoided if it wasn't for you, Andy Peters. I blame Andy Peters completely. Blame ye. Andy Peters drove us into the dark timeline. <laughs> You piece of shit. We'll have more wrestling news throughout the week as well at cultaholic.com. Uh, what are you working on? Bunch of dicks. Yeah. And, uh, once, you, once you work through all the dicks. Yeah, just having a nice time. I have. Uh, I may or may not have a date. I didn't say that. I am soon, oh. so fuck wrestling. <laughs> that's, fuck in my, wrestling. that's in my backpack like Kazooie right now. I'm focusing on yeah. the here and now. So what about yourself, Tom? Get yourself some. Um, so there's a few videos on the channel this week of which I'm, which I'm quite intrigued, which I'm quite proud of. I'd like you to watch them. Uh, where did AEW go wrong with CM Punk? We take a deep dive into that hot mess. Uh, that's waiting for you on the channel. Plus, uh, at the stroke of midnight uh, yesterday, we celebrated Gunter becoming the longest reigning intercontinental champion Yay. of all time. A video dropped at midnight last night, just after midnight, which became an official I was gonna say, yeah, One second past midnight. Yeah, it was there. The video was there. And uh, we, we do give flowers to Honky Tonk Man for the reign that he had, but then we look ahead to the reign that Gunter will continue to have. That's on the YouTube channel for you right now. And for the latest wrestling news, as always, it's cultaholic.com. He's at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we're at Coldaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. I love you. Bye. I'm waving at the camera. It's not on. (laughs) I'm waving at the camera too. You have to, don't you? That's funny, isn't it? That's just muscle memory, that is. It looks like it's got a big eye. (laughs) It's like Shockwave, the Transformer. You're a big eye. Okay, no, it's my fault. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic Wrestling News.